This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Yehovah prepared the Israelites for the Promised Land by removing their enemies little by little. It seems counterintuitive, but there was a reason behind it. In this final episode, Jake Hilton brings together the spirit and the truth of the word to reveal the reasons why Yehovah works in our lives little by little. Because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Shabbat Shalom Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. If you're anything like me, you have a problem with patience. <laughs> I want things to happen now. I don't like uncertainty, but it's too bad because little by little is how Yehovah does things in our lives. Uh, Jake Hilton is going to go into detail about that tonight in the sixth and final episode of The Golden Honey of the Torah. And the Torah is where we get our reckoning of time, too, as seen on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There, you see it there. It is the final Shabbat of the 11th month today. Let's talk about that with my co-host, Angie Clark. I am so glad to be here. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Scott. Shabbat Shalom. Hey, we were just talking before the cameras came on about uh, this is the time of year. Within about a week, it was kind of like, if you look on the calendar, you know, mid last week, when Yeshua had his uh, mikvah right. in the Jordan. Right. And you had brought up the important point that this is when he also started his fast. Correct. 40 days in the desert. Correct. And, you know, it, it's not a bad idea to do a fast yourself because we are definitely in a season where we need to have a battle gear on, like Kanakite warriors. And one of the best ways to get instruction is, in my opinion, is through prayer and fasting. It is, and you know what, just physiologically, I can speak from a naturopathic uh, point of view too, is the, that is literally real, even in, in terms of health, because when you starve the body of uh, food, uh, it has to go to your fat stores. And when your body burns fat instead of sugar, mm -hmm. uh, it is a lot clearer path of energy to the brain. Absolutely. Called ketones. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing getting in the way. So it's almost like God built that into us saying, look, when you want to talk to me fast, because the communication lines are going to open a lot more than they usually are. Well, Yeshua even told his disciples, he didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast. So to me, that denotes we need to fast. Yeah, and it's just a good idea health-wise too. It really too, is. But but it really does get us in communication with Yehovah. And it, it, I don't know if you find when you fast, it just all of a sudden things are clear. Like, oh, why have I not heard this yes, before? Yes, absolutely, like, absolutely. He just dumps stuff on you. And so when you do pray and fast, make sure you also have a computer or a notepad handy because <laughs> you're going to want to write some things down. Yes. Because he's going to reveal lots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now, um, okay, so uh, I know a group that you oversee does a lot of prayer and fasting. They take care of this ministry. We are very appreciative of them. And so we want to show a little bit of appreciation with something you have over there. Yes, we are going to do a campaign. Uh, well, actually, the campaign has started. And what it is, it's for $1,200 yearly, but in one lump sum, one one-time donation, and $1,200 or more. And so what we're doing is... We come up with this bag. This bag is phenomenal. I love this bag. It's got our logo on it. And then it's got these other 
inserts that go with it uh, just that you can use for whatever you want. Yeah. You know, your laptop, whatever. Also with that, we are going to add the Ooh. TCG second edition along with a calendar and some other nice gifts. Okay, and leave it up to Angie. Just throw stuff in there and just, you know, you're gonna put <laughs> We'll keep that quiet. Yeah. Make sure Michael's not watching this. But yeah, no, but no, Angie, you make sure you take care of the, the Ambassador Club. Absolutely. I love what you do with the Facebook page too. You let them in on stuff before anybody else. So if you're yep. part of the Ambassador Club, now you do literally get to learn about stuff from the ministry before mm -hmm. anyone else because if we've done a shoot here at Shabbat Night Live, some Sometimes we'll just throw a picture of, hey, who is up here? Who, who mm -hmm. is the guest? And you will throw a picture of the, hey, guess who's filming today? Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily put that everywhere. And one of the biggest things is you kind of get, uh, you get a first notice about things like Passover. Passover, for example, right. Because there's only 70 seats available in here for Passover. Same goes for this year. Actually, we, we had, what was it, 80 last year. Mm -hmm. And we, we cut it down because it was almost too crowded. Right. So probably at the time of this filming, the e-blast has already went out. Am I correct in saying yes, that? Yes, yep. We've got as, as much information out there as we have, you now have in your hands. So it's Passover 2024, April 26th to the 28th. So you got a little bit of time to plan, ask for time off from work if you need to do that or whatever, make your travel plans, all that. Uh, the, the best hotel that we know of, and actually the most affordable one, and it has all the good perks, mm -hmm. is the one that's closest the to Drury. the ministry. Yeah. It's called the Drury Inn. And uh, we actually have a, uh, a discount code. There you see it right there. You can use that actually at any Drury Inn in the country. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Not only do you get a special deal for Passover, coming to Passover and staying like within a half a mile of, of, the, of the ministry, you can literally walk here. Mm -hmm. And especially in April, it's gonna be nice. So, mm -hmm. well, if it's not raining. <laughs> you can literally watch, walk the Passover from the, from the ministry or from the, uh, from the hotel. But uh, yeah, that's good for any Drury Inn all over the country. Nice. We're, we're giving you our discount code because you know why? The more people use it, the, the better it is for the ministry. So right. you might as well use it and save some money on a, on a hotel too. And Drury Inns are great. They are. Yeah. The, the, this one is really nice. Yeah, so. you get an evening uh, meal and a morning, like most hotels will do like the morning breakfast mm -hmm. kind of thing, but they also do an evening buffet too. Right. Which right. is really handy. So yeah, all kinds Very of nice. good stuff. Anyway, so that's Passover. It's coming. We've got Matthew Vanderels. We've got Jake Hilton, Avi Lipkin, Live from Israel is gonna be answering questions of people in the studio here. That's another reason you wanna be in the studio here, right? So how do you get first notice? How do you get first dibs on those tickets? Be part of the Ambassador Club. That's how you do it. So that's kind of why we wanna really uh, thank Ambassador uh, Club members for doing what they do because they make it all happen. And our executive producers as and well. And executive producers too. Mm -hmm. And that, it's still coming. They're still, <laughs> we're working hard on episode or uh, season three. Mm -hmm. It is still coming. So hang on to that. It is underway. Now, uh, we have something also in front of us here that is well underway. We've had it for a week or so. The, speaking of Avi Lipkin, this is the love gift for this month. It's Avi Lipkin, Israel from the inside. Let me just read a little bit from the back here. Uh, from war with increasing numbers of its neighbors to civil war brewing inside its own borders. Did you know that? Israel is also facing new threats of terror tunnels under Jewish towns. Yes, this is happening. And political backstabbing inside the Knesset. Who knows that? Avi Lipkin, because he's there, because he's in politics, he knows people, and he wants to tell you what's going on so you're informed and not just listening to headlines from mainstream media, okay? Is, you know, Avi knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why we wanna tell you what's going on. We actually, we're going to have another teaching this month, but we just recently did this interview with Avi and we thought, you know what? 
move that other one aside. People yeah. gotta know this now. Yeah, get this out. So that's why we did that. Now, with a gift of $100 or more, what do you have here, Angie? This beautiful mezuzah. I mean, it is just gorgeous. Right, now what do you do with a mezuzah? People have never seen that before. It is a commandment in Deuteronomy to post it on your, to put it on your doorpost. Put and, the commandments uh, on your doorpost, Put yep. the co mm -hmm. commandments on your door, doorpost. And uh, so, it's so funny. Uh, Yehuda Glick, he gave, gave me a masseuse and I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. He said, I didn't know non-Jews did that. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Well, it's a command, isn't it? I'm like, yes, we do, Yehuda, <laughs> you know. But this one is absolutely beautiful. That's the best one I think I've, we've ever it offered. That's gorgeous. beautiful. It is gorgeous. Wonderful. So yeah, now, you And also there's another gift with $300 or more, but we're gonna let the commercial do the talking. Okay. Because we need to get to the teaching and here's a little bit of what you are going to see. Mm -hmm. When you see Yeshua, you're seeing a, a living, breathing physical manifestation of God's written word, his, his mind, his heart, his will, his desires. When you see Yeshua, you see, oh, this is what Torah looks like. <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, this is actually what God's commandments are all about. <laughs> Living as he lives. All right, so there you have it. Jake Hilton coming up. Final episode of The Golden Honey of the Torah. Yehovah prepared the Israelites for the promised land by removing their enemies little by little. It seems kind of counterintuitive, but there's a reason behind it, and Jake is going to explain why. Now, stay tuned for The Kiddish with Michael. The same threat that Israel faces is coming soon to America. In a hard-hitting message that got him banned from Christian television, Avi Lipkin delivers the truth about what's going on. The information has to be gotten out to all of you in America because uh, you, you just don't get the information in your media. I think your media people in the States don't even know these things. Only select, uh, you know, media people like you know, and Michael Rude know these things. Israel from the Inside with Avi Lipkin explains Israel's war with its neighbors, civil war brewing within its own borders, new threats of terror tunnels under Jewish towns, and political backstabbing inside the Knesset. This teaching is not available anywhere online, but we'll give it to you as our thanks for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 as a love gift to this ministry in February, we'll give you Israel from the Inside with Avi Lipkin on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll give you Israel from the Inside, plus a decorative blue and gold mezuzah made of pewter featuring an image of the menorah. Donate $300 and we'll give you Israel from the inside, the pewter mezuzah, and a complete Torah scroll in Hebrew, protected in a cylindrical leather-like case. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Root to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Thank you. Your donations ensure that urgent teachings like Israel from the Inside with Avi Lipkin keep coming from A Rude Awakening International. Use your smartphone to scan the QR code on your screen to donate now and receive these limited time gifts. Or call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online with a donation at monthlylovegift.com. If you like what you see on Shabbat Night Live, you'll love the bonus episodes, now available only on the MichaelRood.tv app. These bonus episodes dive deep to give you more serious study, cutting-edge content, and righteous raves you won't find anywhere else. It's Michael Rood Uncut. Sign up now to get the MichaelRood.tv app free for 14 days. It's everything Michael Rood, plus all new bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else. Sign up to watch now at MichaelRood.tv. Oh,
Peter, on the day of Pentecost, said that David, King David, was a prophet who saw beforehand the coming of the Messiah. He saw that his son, the Messiah, would be the Kohen Gadol forever after the order of the Melech Zadik. And Yeshua, ordained as the Melech Zadik, as the high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, brought forth bread and wine in Yeshua. On the night in which he was betrayed, brought forth bread and wine and interpreted the very thing that Abraham saw so many generations before. Yeshua took bread and he spoke this blessing. Baruch Atah Yehovah Elam Hainu Malach HaOlam Homotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. And he broke the bread and he said, this broken bread represents my broken body, which will be broken for you. By my stripes, you will be healed. Do this in remembrance of me. I'm paying the price. Then he took the wine and he said, Barukatah Yehovah Elohenu Melech HaOlam. Barei Pari Hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, creator of the heavens and the earth and the creator of the fruit of the vine. And he said, this represents the renewed covenant, which will be paid for in my blood. As often as you break this bread and you drink this cup, you exhibit what I've done for you because I am making you priest and kings. I'm paying the price. Shabbat Shalom, priests and kings. Good things come to those who wait. Good things don't happen overnight. Same thing with the Israelites, right? They were having their pagan neighbors being driven out of the land little by little, lest the beasts of the world, or beasts of the, uh, of the land overcome you. So this is how good things happen, little by little. So Jake Hilton, uh, welcome back. And uh, we, there's a lesson here to be learned with the little by little, so. Uh, yes, 100%. To bring this whole series to its conclusion, I wanna bring it back to the very beginning that we were talking about. We were talking about the, the theme verses, the, the theme psalm, you know, for this whole gold and honey of the Torah. And that would be a psalm of David, Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11, where David says, the Torah of Yehovah is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of Yehovah are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of Yehovah are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of Yehovah are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of Yehovah is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of Yehovah are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Breakdown, once again, the Torah, the commandments, everything from our Father, it's perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, pure, firm. It refreshes the soul, makes wise the simple. It gives joy to the heart, light to the eyes. It endures forever. All of it is righteous, more precious than much pure gold, sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. It warns the servants of Yehovah and obedience to 
the Torah brings great reward. Mm. And I think that in this series, we've, we've caught a glimpse of that. We certainly have seen that, yes, what God says through his servant David in this psalm is that the Torah is certainly much more valuable than even a whole ton of pure gold. You think of the wicked of this world and you know they can acquire for themselves pure gold, literal gold, but they don't have the spiritual gold. Right. And they certainly don't have that eternal promise of that great reward that is greater than eyes have ever seen or ears have ever heard or has even entered into yeah. our hearts. The physical gold is all they got. They got physical yes. gold only for the time being, only yeah, the time because only, yeah. only for the here and now, because you can't take it with you. But for the servants of Yehovah that love the Torah, uh, Psalm 1, David talks about that they meditate on the Torah. They focus mm. on it day and night. They walk in those paths of truth and life and light. Then the eternal gold and the eternal honey, <laughs> that eternal value and eternal sweetness is theirs forever. And almost certainly I uh, look forward to that. <laughs> so yes, the, the Torah, it warns the servants of Yehovah to steer clear of those broad paths to destruction. And it tells us that obedience to it brings great reward. We've been going through this whole series all about the gold and the honey of the Torah. And we bring it back to what Yeshua says to the Samaritan woman at John 4. A time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is the Spirit and His worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. We must, emphasis on that, we must worship in spirit and truth. He is the Spirit, we worship Him in spirit and truth. We are always uh, walking in obedience, of course, to the letter, but we're diving down, we're getting to the, the real root of it. What is it that God really wants? Mm. And what He really wants, we're gonna follow that. Uh, another example, this is an example from the Sermon on the Mount, is that, yes, the, the Torah on that letter surface level says that you shall not commit adultery. That's the commandment, do not commit adultery. Yeshua, he's giving us the spirit and truth of that. Don't even look and lust, because you've committed adultery already in your heart. Yeshua knows that those sins, it starts in the mind, it starts in the heart. Mm -hmm. And if you follow that path, that wide and broad path, it's going to lead to, to deeper gradations of sin and right. evil that will ultimately lead to your destruction if you don't repent. And even deeper than that, don't whore with the world. You know, 100%. don't, 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 you know, don't commit that, that to, prostitution that yeah, we talked right, about. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, don't go off, you know, seeking the harlots of this world, you know, and the idolatry and all the wickedness of this world. No, we, we have to be those true worshipers. Those are the ones that the Father is seeking. Those are the ones that the Father wants. We must worship in spirit and in truth. And so when we get to the gold and honey of the Torah, it's really this image of the spirit and truth of the Torah. And getting back to the first mention of gold in the Bible, it's the first element mentioned in Genesis 2, the gold of that land is good. God says it is good, and it most certainly is. And honey, it is among the best products of the promised land in Genesis 43. Mm -hmm and we've most certainly seen that, is that spiritual gold and that spiritual honey, it's good. Yeah, and he wants- It's, it's not just good, it's best. Like it it's is the, the best. best. And so, I mean, that makes sense why, you know, it, it, he's gonna give us his best. So, as best as we yes. can, give us, give, give him that in return for Paul, us. Yeah, I, I think of what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, that, you know, present to God 
this offering of your bodies, right. that you are this living sacrifice, that you're, you're dedicating your everything to God, because that, that's the greatest commandment in Torah, the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, that we shall love Yehovah, our God, with all our heart, soul, and with our everything. Right. With everything we are, everything we have, we love Yehovah, and we focus on his word. We, we impress the word of Yehovah on the hearts of our children. We talk about it day and night when we rise up, when we go down, when we are in our homes, when we're outside of our homes. It, it's, it's everything. It has to, you know, Yehovah and his word, his Torah, which is his mind, his heart, his will, his desires. That's what we, you know, make our everything as well. Mm -hmm. It should be everything we think, feel, and do. And so we've seen that in this series and it's so nourishing and so beautiful. And getting back to the hornets that we were talking about ah, way yes. back in episode one, mm -hmm. okay? So in episode one, we also talked about these you know, honeybees and just how amazing they are. Uh, but there's another spirit and truth of the word message here to wrap this series up, you know, I believe very nicely, I'll praise be to God, uh, about the hornets. We, we focused on one aspect of the hornets last time in a literal sense, that God used the hornets to drive out the pagans from the land. Could there be something more on a spirit and truth level to this? And I believe there most certainly is. Once again, Exodus, Deuteronomy, and Joshua, it reads, I, Yehovah, will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way. Moreover, Yehovah, your God, will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. And Joshua says, speaking the word of Yehovah, that I, Yehovah, sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you, also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Keep this in mind, as we talked about way back when, episode one, that one of the most beneficial things on that letter literal sense of what a hornet does is it drives out the pests. It does that in your garden, it drives out the aphids and all of those unwanted bugs, but God uses this in a bigger sense to drive out those bigger pests, you know, from the promised land. But let's even look at it further. Let's look at, let's look at the land, if you will, the promised land mm -hmm. on a spiritual and truth level, and let's apply it to ourselves. Let's, let's look at our own self, our own lives, this, this, this life, this body, as an image of, quote, the land, okay? okay. That's where we're gonna go with the you know, spirit and truth of the message here. And we're gonna ask the question, is there a message here about Yehovah driving out something from us that is you know, most certainly unwanted and how God does this? Exodus chapter 23, the full context about the hornet. It reads, I, Yehovah, will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites and Hittites out of your way, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. We're gonna really focus on that wording there. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. 
the same wording is used by Moses in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter seven, Moses says, you must destroy all the peoples Yehovah, your God, gives over to you. Do not look on them with pity and do not serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How, how can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well what Yehovah, your God, did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm with which Yehovah, your God, brought you out. And uh, it was in our last episode that we definitely looked at <laughs> the, that mighty hand and those 10 plagues you know, poured out on the Egyptians, first three of which the Israelites went through. It continues by saying, Yehovah, your God, will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. Hmm. The same thing that he did to the Egyptians, he's going to do to these pagan nations. But I'm going to use something different. I'm not going to use flies and gnats and locusts. I'm going to use hornets to do it. Moreover, Yehovah, your God, will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. Do not be terrified by them. For Yehovah, your God, who is among you, is a great and awesome God. Oh, Amen to that. <laughs> Yehovah, your God, will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate all of them at once, or the wild animals will multiply around you. But Yehovah, your God, will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. He will give their kings into your hand, and you will wipe out their names from under heaven. No one will be able to stand up against you. You will destroy them. The images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. Do not covet the silver and gold on them and do not take it for yourselves or you will be ensnared by it for it is detestable to Yehovah your God. Now, hmm. that's specifically about the silver and gold that is a part of these idols themselves. Right. Because he said from the beginning, you know, gold, gold, gold is, is good. good. Gold is good. Right. But that gold that has been used as specifically a part of these idols. It is detestable. Don't even go near it. You are to destroy all of these things. Well, like with the golden calf, for example, right? What was done with the golden calf? They didn't yep. melt it back down and say, okay, let's make ornaments out of it. Y'all can keep it. Mm -hmm. No, grind it down, drink it. That's exactly <laughs> yes. what happened. It's going to end yeah. up on your dung. That's, That's where it's going to exactly, end up. Well, oh, yeah. and yes, and I do love that imagery because it shows us the mind of God, how he how he loathes these gods and those that, that serve these gods. Yep. That we're gonna take this golden calf, we're gonna grind it up, we're gonna put it in the water, you're gonna drink it, it's gonna become the dung. And I, we see that very image with uh, wicked Queen Jezebel, that she, after she's dead, she's eaten by wild dogs and she becomes dung on the land. Right. This is Yehovah saying, this is what I think about your, quote, queen. She who was, who prided herself as being so beautiful and so powerful and so glorious. No, she's dog dung. She she's that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what she is. <laughs> so it says, the images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. Do not covet the silver and gold on them, and do not take it for yourselves, or you will be ensnared by it. For it is detestable to Yehovah your God. No, it belongs in the fire. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house 
or you like it will be set apart for destruction. Hmm. Regard it as vile and utterly detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. So this is, oh, I just, I love this so much. Whole context about the pagans being driven out of the land and driven out by, quote, the hornet. And, you know, God's people is also uh, by the sword. They're, they're driving them out, most certainly. God takes it a step further and he's like, okay, it's not just the pagans you have to worry about. It's also their stuff. Mm. It's the paganism. It's the, it's the idolatrous behavior. It's the, it's the, the stuff that they use uh, to worship their gods. And we know from Deuteronomy 12, you know, this is just a few chapters after this, Moses declares that you shall not worship Yehovah your God in the same way that the pagans worship their gods. For everything that Yehovah God hates, they do to their gods. They even go as far as to burn their own sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. So he takes it further. It's not just the pagans that are to be driven out of the land, but the paganism. Right. And that's what I want to apply in that spirit and truth sense as we being an image of the land itself. Get the paganism out. And here is the promise from Yehovah. Yehovah your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. And that's a message that God put on my heart many years ago. In fact, oh goodness, when was this? It was, and I have to give all praise and glory to Yehovah God that it was through the work of this ministry and Michael Rood way back in 2013 that I was first introduced to the Torah. I was introduced to the, the feasts and festivals of God. See, I, and I, I talked about this in a great deal in our previous series about how I was born and raised in that very much so false religion of Mormonism. I inherited a tremendous amount of lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things. And more than just the lies of Mormonism that I inherited, I also inherited those other lies of general Christianity, which involves participating in pagan practices. I mean, we, we know the origins of, say, Christmas and Easter and Valentine's Day and Halloween and all of these things and, and how, quote, Christians, you know, try to even make something like Halloween Christian is just, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, there, there's, there, there, there's people out there that call it Jesus Wayne, if you've come across that before. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, they, the they, worst that gets down here they, is They try to Christianize this, this yeah. diabolical you know, pagan celebration, and we are not to do that. You shall not worship Yehovah your God in the same way that the pagans worship their God. And so years ago, 2013, I'm introduced to the Torah. I'm introduced to the Feasts and Festivals. God is bringing me into this. And it was at that point that I made a decision in my own life, okay, I know this is the truth. I know what I inherited is a lie. I'm going to allow God through his word, his truth, to drive out these lies, mm. drive out the worthlessness, drive out the unprofitable things but what I experienced in my own life, and this is going to be true in everyone's life, is that it doesn't happen all at once. God doesn't give you everything all at once. You don't come to a full understanding of everything all at once. No, but it's, it's, it's a walk. It's, it's a journey. 
it's this, this progression of events where if you are continually doing justly, loving mercy, and walking humbly, walking humbly with your God, then you can have this promise applied that the paganism, the darkness, the sin, the evil, the addiction, the lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things, the man-made religion, the leaven of the Pharisees, it is driven out of the land, but it's not driven out immediately. It's driven out little by little. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's an odd thing because you'd think that it would be better for us to get the paganism out of us right away. I mean, just right overnight. away. Why not? You know, it's just like what? So, I mean, in the case of the Israelites, it was so that the beasts of the land do not overtake you. Yeah. You know, so, so well, now I think in our own lives, well, what what is that beast that would overtake me if it all happened overnight? I, you know, I, I just don't think that we could. I just don't think that we could handle it. Mm, we wouldn't be able it. to handle it. We would we would be overwhelmed. We would be overcome. Maybe right. we would give up. And this is something that you know mm. I have thought uh, in my own life is that. <laughs> if God, way back in 2013, getting into 2014, if God had shown me what I would go through on this walk, mm. I probably wouldn't have had the courage to do it at all. Because, you know, back then, I, I was still a member of the LDS church, you know, this, this false religion of Mormonism. I was still clinging to a lot of that for years. It wasn't actually until 2018 that I came to that ultimate realization that Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, is a total fraud. You know, if, if God had shown me all of that back in 2013, I think it would have been too much. Hmm. And I would have just, I, I would have been overtaken, if you will, mm -hmm. by the beasts of the world. I wouldn't have pursued that right. walk. And maybe that beast has more, more literal meaning than we know because the beast of the land or the beast system mm -hmm. would have overtaken you. Yeah, there, there's a reason why this image of the beast is continually mm, used throughout the Bible. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go back and talk more. All right, so stay with us. Thank you for joining this series. Uh, we're not over yet. We got a couple more things to talk about. So uh, come back and uh, join us right after this. Thank you for making this uh, event possible, making this whole series possible. It's through your donations that we are even able to do this and bring uh, Jake here. It's just, you know, it's a matter of the world. <laughs> it takes money to bring him here. And so we thank you for your donations. It makes this all possible. So thank you very much. We'll give you a couple minutes to uh, do a little bit more of that just so that others can see this into the future. We'll be right back. Thank you for your support of Shabbat Night Live. So the Torah is a journey little by little. Kind of ironic, isn't it? They, wouldn't it be better if we just sort of did it all overnight and got it over with? Well, we've been talking, Jake, about how maybe that's not very beneficial, even though we think maybe it would be, but... There's, there's no way that that would be beneficial. Right, the I beasts just... of the world or the beast system might even just take us over because we would give up and say, ah, this is too hard it's if we were able hard. to see what yeah, we would go it, through. It's too hard, it's too much. Um, it's like... You go before God, you know, willing, you know, to receive a, a glass filled with water, His living water, and it would be like Yehovah pouring out an ocean upon you. Right. It's like you, you would just be, you would drown. You know, <laughs> well, you would be completely, you know, consumed by it. Right. And so that's not the process that God chooses. And I just, I just love this. That and this is something. Getting back to my personal experience, 2013, 2014, as I was introduced to the Torah and I started studying it for myself. This is something that He showed me all the way back then. You know, so mm. coming up on 10 years now, close to it, where I'm studying the Torah, I'm going through Exodus and then Deuteronomy, and I'm seeing this little by little, little by little. I'm like, this is what God is doing in my life, mm. like right now. 
He's dry. I can I can feel he's it. driving yeah, yeah. this. He's driving out the bad, and he's replacing it with the good. Huh. And I just I, I give all praise to God that this is the process he chooses, both in a letter literal sense of his word, but he does it on that deeper gold and spirit, a gold and yeah. honey and spirit and truth. Level. Well, it's not like you know, <laughs> say you're new new to all this kind of thing. It's like throwing a five year old into college or, or, or into into adult life and saying, okay. Here's a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You're going to have this responsibility. <laughs> you're going to work 40 hours a week. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're right. going to have res- just, it would be kids and responsibility. And the kids are like, oh, I don't want to do that. You yeah, know? you got to, well, Hebrews chapter 5 talks about it in a very similar way of that, you know, your your babies and your walk. Yeah, exactly. And at that level, it's, it's the milk. But then as you mature towards, quote, perfection or full maturity, that's when it's, it's the meat. And you got to get deeper. You got to go for that spirit and truth of God's word. And so I just, I give all praise to God that this is the, the pattern that he uses and he even shows this to us from his Torah that it is in fact a walk. We are following in the footsteps of the word of God. We're following the footsteps of our Lord Yeshua, who is that living physical representation of what the word is. Mm-hmm. When you see Yeshua, you're seeing a, a living, breathing, physical manifestation of God's written word, his, his mind, his heart, his will, his desires. When you see Yeshua, you see Oh, this is what Torah looks like. <laughs> yeah. This is oh, this is actually what God's commandments are all about. <laughs> Living as he lives. Yep. And we, we so we follow our Lord Yeshua and and little by little the word of Yehovah is used to drive out the worthlessness and replace it with the truth. Mm, that's so good. So when we get to 1 John chapter 2, I love this passage. John says My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Now, let me go to the very next chapter in the same epistle, 1 John chapter 3. John defines what sin is. It's an incredible definition of sin from the Bible. Let's let the Bible interpret the Bible. And John says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Breaking of the law, breaking of the Torah, is sin. That's what it is. <laughs> so there it is. You, you, if you are not walking in the path of the Torah, then by definition, you're walking in some other path, and that path is going to be a path of sin. And those that practice that path, you are in sin. And it is that wide path that leads to destruction. If you keep following it and you don't repent, which it means to turn around. You're walking that wide path, get off that path. Turn around, there's a narrow and, yes, tribulation-filled path that you'll have to walk, but if you'll walk it to its end, it's eternal life. Getting back to 1 John chapter 2, John says, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not only ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, that man is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And I, I love that verse. It's one of my all-time favorite verses. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. It's what I call the, the talk the talk, walk the walk verse. If you claim to live in God and his son, Yeshua, 
well, then you better be walking in the path of the word. You better be walking in the footsteps of Yeshua the Messiah, the living word, the living Torah. To be walking in some other path is following, is following another Christ, right? which is, is tragic when you think of general Christianity, how most of Christian denominations believe this, this complete lie that Jesus came and did away with the Torah, threw it out. Well, that's not, that's not Jesus. That's not Yeshua. That's right. not the Christ. That's not the Messiah. That's a false Christ you're following. That's not the true Christ. So whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way, in the same path in which he walked. And this is a journey. It's that little by little process, step by step. Take those steps. Have faith in God, in his word, written word and living word. Don't turn around. As it says in Hebrews chapter 11, don't think about that country from which you came so that you'll return to it. Stay on the path that is true and yes, tribulation filled. It's the Greek word thlebo. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of tribulation on this path because it's an uphill climb. Yep. <laughs> it's an uphill climb and that's a hard, difficult hike, but it's to reach the summit of Mount Sinai. It's yep. to reach the, the presence of Yehovah God and we're following Yeshua right to the top of the mountain. And spiritually speaking, the quote, top of the mountain, the top of Mount Sinai, uh, it's that new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. Mm. That's where we wanna be. We wanna be in the presence of the Almighty God, Yehovah, where the final chapter of the Bible, final chapter of the Revelation, chapter 22, says that his servants, the righteous, they will see his face. We will be there in his panim, in his direct presence the presence of light, life, love, mercy, justice, righteousness. Uh, just <laughs> That truly, spiritually speaking, is the land that is flowing with milk and honey. And the path to reach that eternal land of goodness is to observe the commandments of Yehovah, your God, walking. It's that journey. It's walking in obedience to him and revering him for Yehovah your God is bringing you into a good land. And uh, wouldn't you know it, this is uh, the Torah, this is towards the beginning of the, the, the whole Bible, the beginning of the book. When you go to the end of the book, the book of the Revelation, it confirms this truth 100%. Final chapter of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, it reads, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Mm. <laughs> do his commandments. Do his commandments. Keep his commandments. Yep. Because his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are good. They, it's the word of Yehovah, lamp to our feet, light to our path. We're not children of the night, children of darkness. We're called to be children of the day, children yep. of light. And it's the word of Yehovah that gives us that light. You think about the people that are in this world, certainly in this generation, and how, spiritually speaking, their, their father is the devil. Their father is the father of all lies, where these wicked individuals, they, they even go as far as to, not, to deny some of the most fundamental truths of reality itself, even biological truths. Mm. You know, men can be women, women can be men, and, and just all this nonsense and pure evil 
-hmm. No, that's the children of the night. Those are the children of wrath, children of darkness. But for us, we're walking in the paths of truth and light. And it will lead us, that path of goodness will lead us right into that good land flowing with that eternal milk and honey. <laughs> mm. And it's, you know, the, the doing the commandments, that's where we, you know, th there's action involved here. It's not 100%. Just, right, and so, and, and people kind of look at me funny when I say the how-to manual for Christianity mm. is the Torah. 100%. That, that's what yeah. it is. I know, yes, we do it in, in uh, well, tr you know, spirit and truth. 100%, but letter and spirit exactly. and truth. You know, we're yes. walking in, in the path, the whole path as Yeshua did, um, that you go, ahead and you, you go ahead and show me your faith without works, James says. But I will yep. show you my faith by my works, exactly. by what I do. Because it's the doing that actually proves you really believe what you claim to believe. If you just believe it, well, there's some mental exercise, well, then you're no different than the demons. Right. Because James says in the same context of, you know, faith without works is dead, well, you say that there's one God, good for you. Even the demons believe that. Right. Like, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do them any good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't just believe that, they know that. <laughs> right. It doesn't do them you know, any good. It's walking in that path. It's, tr it's belief, but it's trust. You trust the path. You're going to follow it to its very end. And its end is that blessed and holy city, the new Jerusalem, and that's most certainly where it's where I want to be. It's where all the true worshipers of the Father that worship the Father in spirit and truth, it's where they will be. But for those who reject that path of truth and instead go down that broad path of lies to its destination, well, Yehovah has created a place that's set aside for them, mm -hmm. that lake of fire burning with brimstone. And you know, it's funny, just the, just the, the love that we're supposed to have, like, like Yeshua had love. You know, he gave heck to the Pharisees, not to give them heck, but because he loved them and say, look, you guys are doing this wrong. Like he doesn't want anybody to perish. And like even our worst enemy, would we want our worst enemy to go into the lake of fire? We, of we, we call out to them that right. if you don't repent, then this is going to happen to you. Yeah. We, we make that clear because uh, a, a good healthy dose of the fear of God, that goes a long way. Yeshua says, don't fear what men can do to you. Because they, they can only, the, the right. authority they have is only over the physical body. They can kill the body, that's it. That's where their authority stops. You should fear him that after he is killed, he has power, he has authority to destroy body and soul in hell. That's, that's where the fear needs to be. That's where we go, okay, you're in charge, I'm not. You're God, I'm not. And that's one of the, the founding lies of the enemy right from the Garden of Eden is that you get to be God. You get to be your, your own moral master. You get to decide what's right and what's wrong. Mm. You get to do whatever's right in your own eyes. Mm. The people that do such things, they will end up in the lake of fire. And the revelation says in the very next verse that outside, outside that new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem, those are the dogs, the spiritual dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. It's the pests. The pests are the ones mm. that are outside. The God drives them out of the land. And if you will not allow God to drive the spiritual pests out of your own land, 
you know, the, the paganism, the lies, worthlessness, the unprofitable things, the, the false theology, the false religions. And if you are not gonna be walking in that path, well, judgment is, is in the hand of the Almighty 100%. You know, that's, that's his authority, not mine. But he has declared what happens to those that, that lie, love a lie, that walk in the paths of lies. And we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. So bringing it all the way back to the beginning of the theme passage from Psalm 19, verse 7a, it reads, the Torah of Yehovah is perfect. It is perfect. The gold and honey, or the spirit and truth of the Torah, it is perfect. And it is, it is such a pleasure, such a joy, such an honor, such a blessing to walk in the paths of the commandments. The commandments, to state again, they're not burdensome. They're wonderful. They're, they're liberating. Uh, in fact, going back to James, in the first chapter of his epistle, he refers to the Torah as the law of liberty. Mm. The law of liberty, it is liberty. It's freeing. Yeah. The truth will set you free. The written word and the living word, most certainly. And so, to bring this, this, <laughs> this whole series about the gold and honey of the Torah to its conclusion, um, just want to emphasize what we began with, the words of Yeshua to the Samaritan woman in John 4, that the true worshipers of the Father, we must worship in spirit and truth. We, we have to be seeking the spirit and truth of his word. And for those that will have eyes to see and ears to hear, God's got some pretty amazing gold and amazing honey to show, you know, to, to present you with. If you're willing to dive deep into those living waters, well, then the pearls that are there at the bottom of those waters are so extraordinary and so valuable. It, it's like the, the parable of the pearl, the great pearl that Yeshua teaches, that, that when a merchant found that one pearl, that its value was so great, so extraordinary, it's like, I need to get rid of everything. I need to sell everything to acquire this. And we can apply that as it needs to be applied, spirit and truth. Anything in your life, any paganism, darkness, man-made religion, whatever it is, that is keeping you from acquiring that pearl, get rid of it. Mm. Drive it out. And it's, it's doing justly, loving mercy, and walking, walking humbly with our God that allows us, uh, by His grace and spirit and word, to drive that out of our lives. I know you wanted to end this series with a poem. I very much do want to end it with a poem. Is I just I have a, a heart to give praise and glory and to Yehovah. His name is good, and as it says in Isaiah 56, that for those, even the sons of the foreigner, the sons of the gent children of the Gentiles, if they will if they will be his servants to minister to him, if they will hold fast to the covenant, if they will keep his Sabbaths, and if they will love his name, love the name of Yehovah, well, then they are brought into covenant with him, that beautiful and eternal relationship. And so, a few months back, this was Wednesday, March 22nd of this year, 2023, I was uh, with the work of my ministry, the sort of Yehovah ministries, I was prepping for an upcoming teaching, and it was about the Torah. And as I was prepping, 
a remarkable experience happened where the, the Spirit of God came upon me. I was moved to tears where I was just, I was bawling my eyes out, hmm. just over overwhelmed. And I was driven in that moment to go to my computer and write this poem, a poem of praise and dedication to Yehovah. And I would like to conclude, you know, with that very poem. The poem is entitled YHVH, the Yod Hey Vav Hey. And it reads, you are the mind that creates by your will. You are the voice that causes souls to still. You are the eternal gaze searching out forever. You are the light that is extinguished never. You are spirit, you are truth, you are, you are. He cradles the cosmos in his great arms. He dances with nebulae and names stars. He cups the moons and planets in his hand. He builds mountains and canyons grand. He is awe, he is wonder. He is, he is. Vast is your kingdom, virtue is your word, victory is your crown, vengeance is your right, vanquished are your enemies. He rides triumphant with his storm clouds. He speaks in thunder and his glory enshrouds. He knocks on the heart and is welcomed in. He is with me, in me, and forgives my sin. He is good, he is love. He was, he is, he will be my father. Mm. And I just, I hope and I pray in his glorious name, Yehovah, in the name of his son, Yeshua, that this teaching series has been a blessing to his eternal name and a blessing and an exalting of his word and his truth, the golden honey of his word, the spirit and truth of it. Well, we thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. You've done a wonderful teaching here. <laughs> I want folks to see other stuff you do too. So where can they find it? Uh, you go to my ministry, my channel on YouTube. It's youtube.com mm -hmm. forward slash YHVH sword. And okay. we, we do teachings every week. We dive down deep in the word of God. If you've enjoyed this, you'll certainly enjoy the work that I do with the right, ministry. Appreciate it. Well, we're glad you're here and we are gonna have you back again because I'm sure you, there's a ton of things you could talk about on the stage. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you, Scott. All right, thank thank you. you. And thank you for joining us on Shabbat Night Live. Until next week, we bid you Shavua Tov, Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>